0: Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. This is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Jack O'Brien. Jack's an early adopter, business geek and a health professional. He's a director of Clinic Mastery who built a thriving business and community around an invaluable library of resources around helping Australian health professionals grow their clinic. He's also the host of the Grow Your Clinic podcast, which you should definitely go and download and subscribe now, by the way. Jack inspires others to live a high-performance life that's led by innovation and purpose-driven giving. He's the owner and senior physio at Terrace Physio Plus in Newcastle, so he definitely knows what it's like on the ground. And he's a devoted husband and father, and he's a lover of coffee, wine, and whiskey. Jack, how are you going? Hey, Peter. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm doing well. Thank you, mate.
0: Good, good. It looks like I'm not speaking to you in some kind of quarantined little cell, so that's good that you've arrived back in the country safe and well. You know, we're recording this podcast around about the time of COVID-19, so yeah, that's, that's good to see you're at least somewhere that looks mildly comfortable.
1: I am very comfortable. Did enjoy a holiday overseas and made it back before the quarantine period. So I'm feeling fresh and uh,
0: excited about what's happening in the allied health and clinic space. Let's make it happen. Alrighty. So so you know the drill too, because I was on your podcast recently too. So it's nice to be roles reverse. Swapcast is the term that I think you introduced me to, which I've now coined a hundred times. So swapcast <laughs> season. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I like it. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. We'll get into that later. But look, let's take it from the top. Jack, tell us more about you and what you do.
1: Yeah, thanks for asking. So I am a physiotherapist by trade uh, and own Terrace Physio Plus, though these days I don't see patients directly. I spend most of my time mentoring my team and, and growing my clinic. And as well as that, i um, part of the clinic mastery team. We help progressive allied health professionals to lead inspired teams, to create amazing client experiences and and ultimately to grow their clinic. So these days I spend most of my time helping other clinic owners to grow and a little bit of time still growing my own clinic.
0: Tell us more about the grow your clinic stuff and the clinic mastery side of things. That's an interesting business model that you've started up, obviously out of a need that's come from clinics.
1: Yeah, it, it's a massive need. So we work specifically with allied health professionals. And, and what we find is that most physios, chiros, osteos, podiatrists, speech pathologists, etc. they come out of uni and they're fantastic health professionals. They're great therapists, but they have no idea how to run a business. And due to no fault of their own, they just haven't learned and uh, private practice mm. healthcare is, uh, is a fascinating space. It is a high performance business environment and often clinic owners need the education support and resources to be able to create a clinic that not just survives but thrives and is able to create great outcomes for patients but also incredible experiences. So I guess we're really passionate about the experience of healthcare. If we are just service providers that deliver health outcomes that aren't meaningful experiences for patients. We feel like that's missing the mark that Mm. in this day and age, patients aren't comparing physio A with physio B and looking at the experience of both, Mm. assuming both provide great health outcomes. They're comparing physio A to Virgin and Apple and Uber and the experiences that they're getting with these other service providers Mm. compared to Perhaps more traditional old school methods of healthcare. And so, if we can help clinics create mind blowing experiences for patients yep. there's a there's some really good evidence that those patients are going to get better health outcomes and as a secondary effect there is a commercial reality and business does well and that clinic is able to thrive into the future
0: totally did i read correctly that you were originally a client of clinic mastery and that's how you got introduced so that's got to be a good testament to to the service that's provided through through that
1: yeah it is. I was one of CM's first clients. We grew my health practice by three times within like less than two years. And that was from not an insignificant start to doing uh, uh, you know, significant seven figures. So yeah, I practice what I preach. I still get coaching and mentoring um, so that then we can continue to help coach others. I really believe that even in the health space, we say that patients need trusted advisors, but we prefer clients, not patients. But Patients Mm. need trusted advisors and so do business owners. Uh, You need to surround yourself with people who've been there, done that and can help accelerate the journey.
0: I've been excited about having you on for a couple of weeks because we, we, we've been covering a little bit of Allied in in the last couple of episodes and, and a few coming up. So because in, in, in previous episodes of Talking Health Tech, we've probably covered more in relation to the, I guess, GPs, hospitals and specialist space. So tell us a bit more about what it's like running an Allied Health Clinic in Australia.
1: Oh, it's a really good question, Peter. I think There are a lot of similarities from allied to medical to specialists. uh, probably less so with hospitals and and the public space, but certainly allied health and medical, there are a lot of crossovers and similarities. Where we see some of the differences is firstly in the the commercial realities of allied health. The fact is that we just can't bill as much as uh, medical professionals often can and therefore it's lower margins and it's it's a more difficult environment to create financial sustainability. The second element is a supply and demand issue. There is arguably an oversupply of allied health clinics and an under demand of resources. If you think about the average GP clinic, their books are full and they've got waiting lists and there's if they put on a new practitioner, they fill them pretty quickly. Mm. There's no shortage of patients. Mm. Whereas in an allied health clinic space, there's a lot more uh, competition around and and therefore it's incumbent on practices to attract their ideal patients well and uh, market and create that demand for their services because there is a disproportionate number of allied health clinics out there and available. And the barriers to setting up those clinics are heaps lower. Mm. Uh, Any old speech pathologist or podiatrists can open up their own clinic oftentimes inside a gp practice and so those barriers to entry are really low Mm. and so we want to make sure that clinics are sustainable and thriving and creating amazing experiences not just service providers
0: yeah and i think about even from my own kind of experiences like if i've if I have an issue with my back or something, then I'll either go directly to, I don't know, a physio or a chiro, or I might go to my GP who will refer for something else. So so all right. of these kind of channels exist. And then and then, and then from, a, from a, like a dietitian's point of view, there's dietitians, nutritionalists, and then herbals, and then all these other kind of things. Right. So you've really got to make your kind of area front of mind that's a tough ask for a little clinic
1: yeah that's right there is those those elements of competition or collaboration between health professions and and then also there's the element of often especially in the musculoskeletal therapies care is somewhat discretionary it's not like you have a life-threatening disease that you need medication or intervention for you might have a musculoskeletal pain you might have a sore back or you you might be limited in your sporting capacity so these are often discretionary treatments or outcomes that patients are after versus imposed medical outcomes that they just need to get for survival Mm
0: -hmm. yeah got it if you're working sorry if you're owning one of these allied health practices how do you measure success or what is a good day in an allied health practice
1: yeah it's a really good question so we think that there needs to be this symbiotic relationship of client experiences and patient outcomes. If we just provide outcomes without great experiences, patients aren't going to feel fulfilled and satisfied. But by the same token, if we provide beautiful environments and great experiences, but yet don't deliver tangible health outcomes, you know, we're just another beauty salon. Mm-hmm. Right? So, okay. so it's got to be providing outcomes and experiences together. What we find is that, Often with the best intentions, health practitioners and clinics think they're doing the right thing by patients and have the best intentions, but end up doing them a disservice. So things like getting to discharge as soon as possible or allowing patients an environment where they might Mm self-discharge is often not sustainable and often creates more problems than it solves. So what we're looking to do is create loyal patients and clients that are raving fans of the clinic. And that get the outcomes and experiences that they seek every time they engage with our client and
0: practice. So if I, think, if I think back to that kind of GP allied relationship for a second... The I would imagine for an allied health practitioner, having a really um, good relationship within the – like, not just with, you know, patients and marketing to patients directly, but also being a part of the ecosystem is really important because I feel like sometimes allied health gets a bad rap from, like, uh, I guess – doctors that might you know not otherwise value the services they provide or they do but they but just it would be almost like secondary to on the list of like in terms of important like kind of matters like speaking to that point before about the you know where patients prioritize the care they receive from an allied health practitioner like how how does an allied health practitioner stay front of mind with a gp they're they're working near or like you know is that something that they should prioritize constantly as the main source of referrals how how do you kind of put that on your list of stuff to do? yeah
1: it's uh it's a really tricky juggle often, and it speaks to the, the marketing mix of a clinic. So ideally clinics want to be attracting direct patient inquiries. You know, oftentimes if, if someone has a sore back, they might go to their GP because they trust their GP. And usually that GP is probably just going to refer to an allied health practitioner. So mm. perhaps there's room there to ease the burden on the medical system by creating those direct patient uh, in, interactions. However, the the health Clinic needs to be part of the ecosystem, and for sustainability of that clinic, they need really good relationships with GPs, so that their front of mind, that profession and that practice, mm. needs to be front of mind as the doctors are making their diagnoses and and referrals and recommendations. So, absolutely, health, allied health practitioners need to be building relationships with GPs that are not just seeking referrals, but seeking to create win-wins yeah, and, and educating and upskilling GPs with current best practice because they've got a tough job. GP being across everything is near impossible, right? right yeah. So allied health can be there educating, providing in services, providing value both ways. That's going to be a great win for the GP. Also a great win for the allied health practice, getting referrals. And ultimately at the end of the day, Patients need to be front and center with regards to this,
0: that they would get the best care, best outcomes and great experiences. Mm, everyone wins. Perfect. Hey, drilling into technology then. So for an allied health practice, how are they using technology today? Oh, wow. Well, <clears throat> I thought I'd start really broad for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We could pick any rabbit hole we like. This would be fun. So when it comes to tech in allied health, Again, we like to think about the the clinical consult environment and then also the, the peri-consult environment, if you will. So if we talk in consult specifically, there are so many cutting-edge tools that practitioners can use when they are face-to-face with patients. We could talk about assessment devices, so things like handheld dynamometry and digital goniometry, so that's measuring strength or measuring range of motion mm-hmm. uh, there's some really cool devices out there now that are cloud based they they sync up to patient files and so having objective data as you're aware with your interests mm-hmm. uh, makes a massive difference so those sort of tech plays are really cool in an assessment environment so I can mention some brands or some uh, some different options yeah. that are out there if you like. Definitely. So things like the the AXIT system, A-X-I-T, by strength by numbers. Um, Stephen King's a great friend of mine. I've got no personal interest in it. Mm. But it's a brilliant tool for measuring strength objectively and comparatively over time. Mm. And we know that strength from resistance training is probably the most evidence-based treatment for most pain conditions, acute and chronic, Hmm. all the way through to then treatment delivery. And again, in the exercise space, we're probably all familiar to a degree of going to see maybe a physio, osteo, chiro, who's given us 17 different exercises in one session and drawn stick figures on the piece of paper or copied the overhead transparencies and given us, you know, 17 pages of work to do and none of it gets done yeah. <laughs> right totally. so the uh, apps like fizzy track uh who we have a great relationship with track active there's a number of different opportunities but things like fizzy track create cloud-based app-based exercise prescription that shows the patients what to do how to do it the volume and load necessary and the tracking measures to make sure that patients stay on board with their rehab because you think about it pete right if you're going to see a physio, and I use physio as an example because I am one. Sure. If you're going to see a physio you know once, maybe twice a week, you might have one hour of contact a week out of 168 hours in that week. Mm-hmm. It's such a minor percentage. And yet, if you get to the end of that care and you don't get the outcome you're after, you're going to blame the physio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. exactly. And, and, oh, that and, didn't work. And, and I won't go back next time. Me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Right. And and that, that has a real impact on clinics. And GPs and specialists are in the same vein. If patients don't get outcomes, mm. they either blame that practitioner. Oh, I saw Pete. And he didn't help me. That I need to go and see Mary. Yeah. Or they blame the profession. I saw a physio. That didn't work. I'm going to go and find an osteo. Yeah. Or they blame that clinic. I, I visited clinic A. They didn't help me. I'm going to go and see clinic B. Mm. So we as health practitioners have a huge responsibility to deliver complete and remarkable outcomes and experiences. So things like PhysiTrack mean that we're not just treating session to session, but it's a whole, it's a mindset shift around continuity of care and away from episodic care towards uh, constant contact care. So there's some of the tech opportunities within the consult environment, but where I get really excited, Pete is mm. outside of the consult environment. So what do you do in between session a and session B they're probably a week apart. How can we use tech to, enhance that relationship, speak to the the emotions that the patient may be feeling at the appropriate times, maybe adjust prescriptions live in between sessions and not Mm. let a patient overdo their exercises or underdo them for five days until the next session. So we look at all the different ways that we can communicate from voice, written, video, audio, um, through an app, through letters, how can we communicate and provide more information, timely information, and address any fears, concerns, or apprehensions of the patient.
0: What about outside of the clinical side? Like, if there's, it, has Allied got its stuff together when when it comes to like administration and um, billing and stuff like that? What what kind of tech solutions exist in that space?
1: Yeah. So if we zoom out a little bit, I'd say the question there is around how can we improve the efficiency productivity of a clinic Mm. Uh, again in the allied space uh, typically margins are a little less than in the medical world and and there's a little less cash available so we want to be as efficient as possible with our admin expenses so uh, typically platforms like medicare and third-party billings and all that are behind in the allied space they don't get the attention that the medical world does there are some brilliant cloud-based practice management softwares that are available now for allied and that makes the world of difference when it comes to scheduling note-taking client files the integration of those probably is where the magic and the amplification can happen yeah so that exercise software that we're talking about can integrate with the pms and the patient's files the payment gateways things like medipass which is a game changer for allied health Hmm. and allows us to build you know medicare dva WorkSafe directly, et cetera, oh. can sync up with those client files in the PMS. So the PMS becomes this hub and all the other techs can become spokes that integrate really nicely. But you know, we, we're looking at allied clinics now that have zero admin or reception support. So there's, there's no reception. It's a yeah. kiosk environment to check in. The payment system is cardless. It's online claiming or cloud-based claiming for private health. It's no paper when it comes to exercise prescriptions yeah. or appointment follow-up reminders. It's a fascinating way that clinics can reduce their overheads and therefore be able to reinvest back in client outcomes and experiences.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think about my last couple of experience at physios. You know, in particular, and actually even even the Cairo, it's usually the practitioner who then will kind of serve me at the front desk and take me through to this stage and then do the billing at the end. And you don't have a lot of layers there. So obviously no. they've either thought about or they've done something to, to kind of suit their their demand. I think about something, and this is slightly off schedule, so apologies in advance, but we'll see how we go. Like The, the current kind of situation with COVID would, would bring some additional challenges for every business, I guess. Challenges uh-huh. and opportunities, sure, but, but like focusing on the, the pure fact that there are going to be many patients that don't want to be, I guess, outside or going to locations or, or anywhere that will be deemed Particularly like a health place space, especially for something that is not kind of core for them. You know, you don't sell toilet paper. So, you know, why would they go to your practice? Right. So <laughs> the... I am sure there are many allied health practitioners out there thinking now, what do I do? And, and right. I guess tech is an easy way to say, Oh, I'll get more tech to be able to do something. But it's like, how do you even start with that process? Yeah.
1: And it does take the the mindset of opportunities and, and finding the creative ways to overcome these challenges. So yeah, at the time of speaking, we're in March and COVID is rampant at the moment, yeah. uh, or at least the, the fear of COVID. And mm. so how can we pivot effectively now? It adds an interesting level of complexity when we're talking often manual or hands-on face-to-face allied health service delivery, but we're seeing clinics really thrive with online consulting or telehealth uh, or creating environments where it's less patient contacts. Like we said, the the cardless transactions means that we can have that social distancing and and not being within one and a half meters of one another, uh, not having to touch keypads on high caps terminals, because it's all cardless, yep. the ability to yeah, provide uh, exercise prescription via apps. But the, the telehealth is a fascinating one. So what, we, what we're seeing, Pete, is that clinics are thinking outside of the frameworks of traditional delivery. So at the moment, there's actually no Medicare numbers or private health rebates for telehealth, for most allied health, hmm. exception being psychology mostly. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> but, but what we're finding is patients are still taking up the opportunity to have online consults with therapies like speech pathology or physio, Cairo. So much of the subjective history and even objective testing can be done remotely. Uh, and there's secure platforms to be able to do that. Again, we can have ongoing relationships and avoid this session to session mentality. We can just keep in touch with patients mm. via tech to make sure that there's continuity of care that they're on top of their, Uh, rehab or the management plan so yeah there's a number of different ways but that's probably the the clinical element around or what happens in the clinic cardless online consulting but like we touched on before it's often a lot of the non-clinical stuff that makes a big difference like communicating with patients we were able to even in my clinic this morning that i went to my clinic shot a video of how we are taking care of sanitation and personal hygiene opportunities for our patients and we're sending that as a YouTube video via SMS two to three hours before their appointment. Mm. Cause what do people think when they see in the diary, oh, I've got physio at 11 o'clock today, yeah. I if I should go yeah. bingo, they get a text from me that says, Hey Pete, I know your appointments in a couple of hours. Just want to show you some of the measures we've put in place mm. and some of the government guidelines around personal hygiene and social distancing. That's cool. So you can rest assured it's business as usual. Looking forward to helping you with your rehab.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: So it's communicating at the right time and the right message in the right method makes a massive difference. So, you know, we do things like sending SMSs 30 to 45 minutes before an appointment with a Google maps link hmm. to new patients because yeah. they're often trying to work out how to find the parking for sure. your inner city clinic. Yeah. Or letting patients know that perhaps the team are running behind schedule and thanking them for their patients yeah. rather than having someone sit in a waiting room for two hours, mm. especially in you know a COVID environment where we're conscious of being in public spaces, allowing patients the opportunity to wait in their car
0: perhaps until yeah.
1: the consult time makes a massive difference to that experience.
0: Totally. Some interesting things to think about. Hey, look, Starting to wind things out then, from a from an allied health practitioner's perspective, some really interesting insights that have come from this discussion already. But look to kind of summarize, what would be some of the key things you reckon that an allied health practitioner might want to do moving forward now that they've heard this chat?
1: Yeah, I think for allied and non-allied, uh, yeah. think through the client journey. So uh, if you can map out the typical client journey from that patient's first uh, need for a service, through to how they inquire, how they book their first appointment, what happens between booking and attending the first consult, because that's a really critical juncture, then what happens between consult one and all subsequent consults. Mm. How can you use tech to increase the experience, both in-person and digitally, makes a huge difference to the experience of that patient. And we know that if patients have great experiences and if they have a great therapeutic alliance with their therapist or provider they are far more likely to have decreased pain better outcomes and so mapping that client journey and finding a piece of tech to add at each milestone goes a long way to getting better outcomes but improving that patient loyalty i know therapists are often looking to discharge you know within a shorter number of consults as possible or as fast as possible as soon as possible is asap is often the language we're thinking I, i would challenge therapists or clinic owners to think about um, how can you see patients through to their ideal outcome as sustainably as possible. Mm. It's the same acronym Mm. just instead of as soon as it's as sustainably as possible. And you might find that measures like your PVA, your patient visit average go up and we're not talking about over servicing. We're actually just talking about adequate servicing because we, I think therapists and medical practitioners alike live in fear of over-servicing mm. and so we swing the pendulum the other way and we end up under-servicing, not getting that complete solution and therefore doing our patients, our clinic, our profession, our reputation a disservice. So how can you maximise that client journey, add tech at each milestone and improve the loyalty of that patient?
0: Some nice nice kind of key takeaways there, Jack. And and lastly then from a uh, clinic mastery side of things. What's coming up next for you guys?
1: Yeah, we we know that so many clinics are trying to work out how they're going with all of the different elements. We talk about the seven degrees of running your clinic. And so we've created a, a great new tool, the assess your clinic scorecard. You'll be able to go through uh, every degree of your clinic and run yourself through a test and come out with a score on the other end. And we'll be able to help you assess your clinic, work out where the opportunities are are for you. And if we're able to assist with that. So the assess your clinic scorecard will be over on our website and uh, any clinic allied medical or otherwise can check that out and uh, see where they score.
0: How good's that to have a score? Have a, have a number. And then you can compare with your mates and, and see how you go and work exactly. out what to do next. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Exactly. Nice one. Look, Jack, I really appreciate your time. I'll put some notes in the show notes for everyone if they want to check out that stuff, particularly the Clinic Mastery website. But I, I appreciate it. Stay safe. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go check out the website, contribute to the forum, listen to other episodes and get in touch with feedback about the show because collaboration starts with a conversation. Speak to you next time.